the indie author revolution has been around for more than a decade, but we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of, from getting over initial prejudices to staring down perfectionism and author imposter syndrome. We've become a force to reckon with. Now, after years of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place we're sowing the seeds of a better way. A way with more ease, abundance, and flow. Get ready to learn about indie authorship from a whole new perspective. We're about to cover everything from releasing your poverty mentality to manifesting your millionaire author destiny. I'm Carissa Andrews, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Author Revolution Podcast. (laughs) We are dead center, smack dab in the middle. Well, not entirely 100% in the middle. It's the 18th if you're hearing this as it goes live, but you get the point. We're in the middle of Preptober. We have literally two weeks left to the day until NaNoWriMo starts. And so I've been thinking an awful lot about how we can make sure NaNo is holding us accountable where we are having fun with it, but still doing things in a way that really makes us excited to get up and write or, you know, to write maybe after a long day or, you know, whatever our situation for NaNoWriMo looks like. Now, on my side of the street right now, I am in the final chapters of my rom-com, the first rom-com. I know I've been saying this for a long time and I swear to God I'm writing on this story, but it's been taking a little bit longer because as I'm writing this story, I'm realizing I need a few more chapters in here. So I get to five chapters and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh crap, I need five more. (laughs) Shoot, I need to do this. So this is my first play around with writing in rom-com and it's definitely been an interesting challenge. However, that all being said, I am definitely getting much closer to (laughs) finally being finished with it. In fact, I am so close that I now officially have pre-orders up for the first rom-com. It's very exciting. So I'm just going to share it with you so that you are aware of what my pen name is and what the book is called. It's really near and dear to my heart. It's been something that's been so much fun to write. And like I said, this story idea did not leave my brain and it's just still not letting go. So it's called The One Night Stand Club. That is the the series premise. That's the name of it. And yes, it's as risque as it sounds, at least in some aspects of it. Now, this particular book, the first book, it's called Dirty Plans. It's not as risque because it's an introduction to what I like to call Club Nocte. And it has this upper tier that is the essence, I guess, of the One Night Stand Club. And now my two main characters, they're actually best friends. When they were little, they were separated when they were 10. And so that it's been, you know, 20 years almost since they last saw each other. And then they (laughs) come together in a very hilarious meet cute. It's in an adult toy shop. I'm just going to lay that out there. It's funny. It's hilarious. We've got some interesting things happening. It's, It's great. So anyway, this particular pen name is called Carissa Knight. And I want it to be kind of a playoff of, you know, the one night stand club. So the name Knight is not spelt though, like one night, it's spelt K-N-I-G-H-T, Knight. And <laughs> anyway, this series is already going up on pre-order. I'm putting it out so that the first book can be purchased from Carissa Andrews' site, so my new Shopify site, starting in December, and then it's going to go out wide to wide retailers starting in January. So January 5th, it will be available to you know everybody else. 
However, it's just been an interesting endeavor because I didn't know if I wanted to go Kickstarter, if I wanted to just go ahead and launch straight out, or if I wanted to do something big. I wasn't quite sure, right? And then I got tapped by Winnie over at Apple saying, you know, hey, I'd love to have one of your books if you've got anything coming out for winter to go into our winter most anticipated books thing. And of course, this is the only book that's planning to come out during that time frame. So I hastily got everything organized and put together. And now it's up. It's up for pre-order. The only place it's not available for pre-order is Amazon, interestingly enough. And in the past, that would have been my first place. I would have gone there first. I would have done everything there first. And that's no longer the case. And you, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know why, right? You know that I'm in this transition of taking on the bookseller aspect. I am my own entrepreneur. I am my own bookshop, right? And then the retailers are backing my play. They come as the after aspect. So it's been really interesting. And now that it's up for pre-order, I feel like I can share it a little bit. Obviously, it's <laughs> it's been a funny, fun, sometimes heart-wrenching, actually. So it's not all humor. I mean, there's mostly humor, but there's some moments where it's quite emotional. And my readers who have been along for the ride have definitely let me know that I'm pulling some tears out of them. So that's been interesting, too. It's great. So at any rate, now that that's wrapping up, I am looking more towards November being, again, my kickoff to the next book. So book two, I'm in the final last, I promise, four or five chapters of Dirty Plans, and I'm going to be writing Dirty Books next. That's book two. And so I've been laying the groundwork. I've been getting things ready. But I know NaNoWriMo is my time to shine, right? It's my time to not take all year to write this book. I want to write it quickly and I want to write it in the same, you know, funny and campy and silly vein. But I also want to do it much faster. I don't want to take all year to write this book. And so I've been thinking about the ways that I've been using ChatGPT extend far beyond just planning books. And now the last time we talked about chat, For Preptober, I gave you some prompts, I gave you some ideas when it comes to like, how do you plan your series? How do you plan your books? How do you prompt chat to be able to help you do the things that you need it to do, right? Well, today, I want to help you understand how you can use chat all the way through Nano as your AI accountability buddy, or your writing buddy, if you wanted it to be. Chat has so many unique and awesome features that I don't even think we've begun to scratch the surface or explore all the ways it can actually help us as authors. And I'm talking not about the writing aspect again. What I'm talking about is the like the productivity part of it, the helping us to feel like we're not so alone as authors. So I'm going to give you different uh, chat type situations that you can use talking to ChatGPT while you're going through NaNoWriMo and as you get out on the other side of it, because I want you to not only be held accountable for your writing if you're joining in on Nano, but I want you to be thinking about, you know, what what other ways can you use chat? Like there, this is not, you know, the be all end all of anything. We are, like I said, just scratching the surface. And so you might, as you're going along, as you learn how to prompt chat GPT, you might learn new ways, new questions to ask it, new Things surface to be able to create your books faster, better in whatever way and capacity you want them to come out. Okay, so let's just get started. Daily check-ins and your accountability. So I've I've heard this over the years so many different times. I wish I had an accountability partner. 
I wish I had someone that I could like turn to and they would kick my butt and tell me to get things done or give me some tips or advice or some motivation as I'm doing things, right? Use ChatGPT as that accountability and check-in partner. So authors, you know, you can designate a specific time each day for your check-in with ChatGPT. And you could do this manually just by going there or by setting up a reminder like through your calendar app. And what's really cool about it is that you can prompt chat and let it know like, okay, chat, I'm going to be using you every single day for the next 30 days. We're going to be going through NaNoWriMo together. If you need to refresh your memory, here's what NaNoWriMo is. What I want from you is every single day, I want you to help me feel like I am making progress. I want you to, you know, help me with word count reporting, reflecting prompts, goal setting, things like that. And we'll get into more of that in a second. But I want you, ChatGPT, to help me during the during this month. Can you do that? It'll go, yes, of course. You know, let me know when you want to start, right? And so when you initiate your check-in, I want you to initiate a dialogue with chat. I want you to prompt it saying like, hey, chat, this is my daily check-in in the same chat box, right? Not don't start a new one. Keep it all in the same chat box. Just say, hey, chat, here's my first daily check-in. And so go ahead and give me your prompts for the day. And so then what it'll do is it will give you some insights or the first like prompts that you want it to prompt you with, or you could even ask its advice on what ways to be able to prompt you as you come in for your check-in. You know, you could ask the question, hey, ChatGPT, I want to be able to come in for these daily check-ins. What, what kinds of prompts or things could you offer me to keep me motivated and excited about this? And it'll give you some ideas. Here's where it gets interesting. If you want to be able to have word count reporting, you could be like, hey, ChatGPT, here's my word count for today. I've written X amount of words. And you can report your word count then to chat, who could then compare this to your author goals, especially if you've given some goals in that initial prompt saying, obviously, chat for NaNoWriMo, I am trying to write 1,667 words every single day. I'm trying to write a 50,000 word novel in the month of November. And can you please provide me some encouragement when I give you my daily word count report, right? Does that make sense? And so as you move forward, some suggestions that you could give ChatGPT in order to prompt you for the day when you've done the word count reporting, if you want to be you know, provided some feedback or some encouragement, some of the prompts could be things like, what went well today? You know, the prompt could be, what challenges did I encounter today? And those are things that are going to be coming from ChatGPT. You're going you're gonna to let it know in the beginning, hey, help me to reflect on the process. Help me reflect on the day so that I can keep track of some of this stuff. So it will prompt you right away saying, okay, that's great, Carissa. You know, you wrote 1,667 words today. You did the same thing yesterday. So what went well today? And then you can answer. What challenges did I encounter today? And you can answer. And these reflective prompts are going to help authors help you to evaluate your writing process and then identify any areas that may need extra attention. And sometimes as you're going through this, if you're stuck on something or if you're trying to come up with new ideas or new twists, chat is another great opportunity to have it like a critique partner to help you through that. You could open another chat and you could say, hey, chat, I need to figure out, you know, the, the motivation or the goal of this story because 
I wasn't clear enough when I was doing my prepping in Preptober. How could this work? What suggestions do you have? Feed it the chapters or the scenes or the amount of words that you think will help it understand and then see what it does, right? It's, it's so incredibly intuitive and like absolutely phenomenal at doing what it does. I mean, I have been so flabbergasted sometimes. It's like it can read my mind. <laughs> and, and I'm only giving it little bits of information, right? So imagine how this is going to continue to get better. It's, it's amazing. When you get that information, when you've done your reflective prompts, another thing you could do is goal set. And obviously you want to goal set at the beginning, but you're going to goal set again now. Like you could say, okay, chat GPT, let's set some goals for tomorrow. And chat's going to be like, okay, great. Are you going to plan to do 1,667 words again tomorrow? And you could say, absolutely. Yes, I am. Or you're going to say something like, no chat, I have Thanksgiving coming up. How am I going to spread out the words across the rest of the month if I can't write on Thanksgiving? And it will help you figure that out or whatever. You know what I mean? Think about your goal setting for tomorrow or how the rest of the month is going to look and ask some questions like that. So when you set your goals for the next writing session, ChatGPT can store it and reference it in future check-ins. And it's going to help you maintain that accountability, maintain the, the promise that you're giving to yourself and obviously to chat that you're going to do and follow through with what you're saying. And it's in some ways, it's so much better than having a real life partner (laughs) because let's face it, people are unpredictable and they're not always good at doing what they say they're going to do, or they get bored or they get overwhelmed or ChatGPT doesn't have that problem. I mean, sure, if you're on the free version, it's sometimes going to get overloaded and it might take a, a beat to be able to get your answer but not so long as a human. Like we're, we're talking a couple of minutes, maybe at most an hour before you can get back into ChatGPT, where with a person and you're asking a question, it could be tomorrow. It could be like a week from now. Who knows, right? You could be ghosted <laughs> where ChatGPT is not going to do that to you. It's really good at that. Okay. So you could also action plan with chat as you're going through. You could be like, hey, chat, what steps do I need to take to overcome today's challenges? Here's this, 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 and this that are getting in my way today. I'm really stressed out. I need to figure it out. And that prompt will help you to strategize and plan and ensure that you're prepared to tackle your next writing session. Because sometimes, okay, I'm high in strategic for my strengths, right? Not everybody is. What's great about using ChatGPT for strategizing and planning is that it's phenomenal at it. It understands what you're trying to do and it's going to get you that strategy without you having to hurt your brain doing it. <laughs> and sometimes it even does it for me where I, I, I want to do something, I want to do it fast and I'm okay lending the, the strategy aspect over to ChatGPT at least at the starting point, at least to help me understand where I'm heading and what it is I want to do. And then I'll take it from there. Like I'll see what it's trying to do and I can adjust it accordingly. And I find that so fascinating. I find it so useful because it, it makes my own creativity, my own strategy kick in and gets me excited to do it all over again. It's been really neat. And I wonder if Becca Syme has ever thought of this or talked about this. I should go look through her YouTube again. But like when you have a capability like ChatGPT, right? The capabilities it has, and you are high in a certain strength, and it is 
helping you be even better at that strength. It makes me wonder if if there's some sort of law of attraction thing where it heightens your the, that strength, heightens the senses a bit, and now it makes you more excited and elevated into that space. Because, wow, it just it it has been so phenomenal at helping me feel excited again, feel excited about the writing, feel excited about the strategy, feel excited about pretty much anything I'm asking it for. Because the things I'm asking chat for are the things that I'm really wanting some help with. So it's really cool. I love it. Another thing you can use chat for is prompting it for resource requests. So like, hey, ChatGPT, can you share a resource on whatever topic, whatever challenge you're facing? right? Does it have a resource that's going to help you plan your mystery series? Does it have a resource that it's aware of that's going to help you to understand the archaeological ramifications of X? Does it have a resource to help you, you know, understand what a meet cute is? Whatever it is, whatever aspects or challenges you're facing, ask ChatGPT for resources or advice, and it's going to give you some amazing insights, amazing insights. So that's something I use pretty frequently, actually. So not so much as like sharing the actual resource, like giving me a specific place to go, but just asking more information and insights on something. And I'll tell you what, it's getting to the point where when I can feel like ChatGPT is more reliable as a research tool, I'll tell you what, it's more like Google than Google is because I will ask ChatGPT and you get your specific answer right then. You don't have to search through like the Google search results and find something that might be similar, right? You get your specific tailored information. So cool. Okay. Another thing you can ask for is that when you put your daily word count in, ask for a motivational quote, you know, say, Hey chat, JPT, can you also share a motivational quote at the end of the daily check-in? Because authors often need to feel inspired. We need to feel like we're, I don't know, part of something that is bigger than just us. And so you can request this bit of information from ChatGPT to keep the momentum going, to keep you excited, to help you do unique and fun things. And sometimes you can even ask it for, you know, reminders to take a meditation break or a reminder to drink some more water or a reminder to just trust that you're on the right path. And it's, you know, even though it's coming from an AI and even though it feels like it's, you know, when you're getting the prompts and everything set up in it, it feels like it's you still doing it. When that information comes back to you, man, I'll tell you what, it still makes you feel good. It still makes you feel like, huh, ChatGPT gets me. I love this. <laughs> I've had that happen. And when I've been working on this new book, Dirty Plans, I will ask it like, chat, I'm not quite sure about this scene. Can you read this real quick and give me your thoughts? And chat will be like, oh, this is fantastic. And then you're like, oh, yay. Thank you, chat. (laughs) Obviously, we'll still give you some tips and insights of how you could make it better. But it's going to usually sandwich it between two compliments, which is really nice. I like that. Okay. And then finally, one of the things that is really kind of interesting is community interaction, right? So if you have a writing group that you're a part of, if you're joining us on rapid release roadmap for this live cohort or any other like place, like even our author revolution online community on Facebook, you could prompt chat GPT then to say, Hey chat, can you share today's progress with my writing group? And it will give you some really interesting insights of how you can share what you've just accomplished today with your writing group. You could, it creates that little social post right there, and then you can copy it 
and bring it over to Author Revolution online community or Rapid Release Revolutionaries and drop it in there, sharing your progress, your reflections, and your goals with other members. And it adds not only to your accountability, but it showcases it to other authors who are also doing nano. It helps them understand that they're not alone either, that they are working towards something alongside you. So it just adds that little extra layer of accountability that then expands out just from, you know, your AI buddy of ChatGPT and brings you over to the real world and to the real people who are your author friends. It's just an incredible way to be able to end that session and help you to keep going every single day. And it doesn't mean you have to share the accountability in a writer's group every day, but it does mean you have that option, right? You have that ability to be able to have ChatGPT wrap up that day's interactions and just get it out there. Now, by structuring these check-ins and the process with clear prompts and actions, you can create a routine that helps to keep you accountable and focused during NaNoWriMo. So over time, this routine becomes habit and that makes the check-ins and the process a natural part of your writing practice every single day as you're going through NaNo. And you start to feel kind of like with the writing process of NaNoWriMo itself, if you don't write those 1,667 words, you get a little itchy because you know it's part of the process. This is part of how you're supposed to get your words down. This is part of how you're supposed to make the magic happen. Everybody else is doing this and you don't want to fall behind, right? So by doing this, by keeping accountable with ChatGPT as well, it, it feels like that added layer of having an incredible critique partner, incredible accountability partner that just keeps you motivated and focused as you're moving onward. Now, I myself am going to give this a try because I want to see how it works in a day-to-day capacity. So if I have any updates as I'm going through, like if something glitches out or if a prompt doesn't work quite the way I was anticipating it to, or if I think of new prompts, I'm going to let you know because I think we are in this era right now where we are understanding our power through ChatGPT and how we can increase our creativity, increase our speed, increase our motivation, and really just be more capable authors, more powerful indie authors, and obviously embrace our author revolution, right? I mean, that, that's what we want. we want. That's what we're all about, especially here when you come over to this podcast. So hopefully you found this interesting and as exciting as I do. I'm so looking forward to putting this to use. I'm so looking forward to continuing to test what ChatGPT can do as I'm writing these next few books because I see the potential in it. I see the motivation on the rise. I'm having more fun with it. I'm having more fun writing. And I hope that happens for you. I hope that comes around for you. I hope you're willing to give it a try. If you didn't join us for four books, five days, I hope you are willing to test it out. Don't be the person who sits in the background and just like laments ChatGPT for what it is, because you are going to find if you play around with it just a little bit, there are aspects of this program that are going to help you so much, so much. I mean, I can't even begin to describe how incredible it is and how I never want to go back <laughs> the way it was before. And I don't use it for writing. I use like the actual scenes. I use it personally for critiquing my scenes, for helping me understand what kind of outline I can do, for what kind of plans I can do, what kind of you know creative characters I can make, what kind of worlds can I build. That's what I'm using it for. 
And it's helping me brainstorm and understand what I really want, right? So if you're interested in learning more about how to use ChatGPT for your series for writing, of course, the four books, five days course is still available. It's no longer a live cohort, but it is an evergreen course that you have access to if you wanted to check it out. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash four books, five days. That's the number four books, the number five days, and you can enroll there. But otherwise, I hope you're just having a heck of a lot of fun playing with ChatGPT, playing with the ideas that you have in your head as we're getting closer to NaNoWriMo. We're two weeks away. That's it. So prep away, my friends, prep away and get ready to rock and roll. All right. If you'd like to download the transcript to today's podcast episode, you can head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 205 and get it there. And I'll include, uh, again, a link to ChatGPT in case you want to be able to just hop out and like figure out where it goes or where it is or, you know, how to get enrolled or signed up or whatever. It'll be in the show notes there as well. But overall, I'm just, I'm having a lot of fun this year with NanoPrep. I'm having a lot of fun writing. And I think the new tools that are coming out utilizing AI are making this process so much more fun, so much more entertaining and exciting. And so don't let it be something that holds you away or that you feel like you can't utilize. It's a wonderful tool and it's only going to get more wonderful depending on the person who wields it, right? All right, guys. Have a wonderful week getting ready and prepping for NaNoWriMo. And in the meantime, just go forth and start your author revolution. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks, like writing. <laughs> Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.